Star Wars 7x7 episode 3342. All right, the first two episodes of the Ahsoka series are in the books, and we've had some tantalizing hints about what's to come. So yeah, let's talk about some theories and possibilities based on what we've seen so far. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, as far as some things that we can probably near-term into it for where the Ahsoka series is going, I think there are a couple of obvious places, potentially. One of them has to do with the planet Cetos, which is where Morgan Elspeth is currently in orbit and where uh, Balin and uh, actually I, we don't necessarily know if Balin and Shin are there. They're just, you know, appearing on a hologram on the bridge of the Eye of Scion where Morgan Elspeth is and Maroc, right? So, but what we do know is that Ahsoka is coming. Balin knows that Ahsoka is coming for them somehow, even though they are allegedly <laughs> cleanly away from Corellia and shouldn't have been tracked. But yeah, that's not how it works. We know from teasers and trailers, however, that Balin and Ahsoka are going to have a fight inside that henge, as it's referred to in the audio description. Basically, that, you know, stone place where the holographic, you know, star map came up and that ball that projected the star map, right, when that whole thing happened there's going to be some showdown there, and that's probably coming in episode three. Additionally, when we saw Cetos uh, from afar, or just the, the coastline from afar in this episode, we saw the forest in the background, and that's the forest that we've seen in teasers and trailers as well, where Ahsoka is going to be fighting Maroc, and where Shinhati is going to be fighting Sabine. So they're going to get their rematch, and <laughs> dollars to donuts, Sabine's going to come out on top on this one. As far as where we go from here, literally and figuratively, we know that this Eye of Scion, this giant hyperdrive ring that Morgan Elspeth is building, she's on the bridge there, and in teasers and trailers, we've seen Thrawn on that bridge. So she is going to be able to take this wherever she's going to take it, I guess, all the way extragalactically <laughs> to be able to find where Thrawn is, and she'll get him and it stands to reason that she'll be able to bring him back to our galaxy far, far away. The question then becomes, is he coming alone or is he bringing anyone with him? And if so, who might that be? In season three of The Mandalorian, there's, you know, talk about, well, you know, there are whispers of Thrawn, there are rumors of Thrawn, but nobody's heard from Thrawn. Captain Pelion hasn't produce Thrawn in any meaningful way as Moff Gideon you know, excoriates him throughout that last episode of the season. I think that was what that was, or maybe second to last, but you know what I'm talking about. But everything about that conversation is about how Thrawn is actually going to come back and unite the Imperial Remnant and hopefully for the Imperials, organize it in such a fashion that they can take it to the New Republic and smash them and get back in charge of the galaxy. And that would certainly be, you know, simple enough for a storyline, but it seems like, yeah, it's just, it's not going to be that simple <laughs> somehow uh, that just something else is going to happen around this and that it almost has to be that way. So 
This is where the considerations about the extragalactic situation happen. One of them has to do with something that we mentioned briefly on an earlier podcast about the Yuzon Vong, which I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but basically it's this extragalactic species that showed up in oh um you know in basically a later series of novels in the old expanded universe which is now legends and it takes place i think around like in the 20s aby basically so yeah we're well past the thrawn era and past you know other stuff at the point where lucasfilm basically was saying like yeah we need to get away from all of these cloned emperor situations and come up with an entirely new villain and they went outside the galaxy to find that new villain and brought them in the galaxy far far away to wreak havoc so that's one option the other option there's a great article by james whitbrook on is it io9 or gizmodo it's on gizmodo and he says that there's a possibility that it could be the ricotta uh, r-a-k-t-a and while I agree that like the stuff he lays out uh, that ties into Knights of the Old Republic and how the the Eye of Sion could be a reference to the you know old ancient Sith Lord Darth Sion, right? Like he makes a number of awesome points, and that is basically the one that I would chase if I were going to commit to saying yes. There's already been some seeding of. <laughs> where this could go it would be the ricottons like that makes sense to me the only issue is that based on what we know they are not extra galactic at least not in any of the stuff that i've seen so yeah that seems to be the one flaw in the ointment there that doesn't necessarily mean that they couldn't come up with extra galactic origins for them because you know ricotta prime is a planet in the unknown regions and uh somehow yet like people who were anciently connected with dathomir ended up involved with the ricottons and so yeah there's definitely a fantastic argument to make for that even though james whitbrook says yeah i'm you know this is like really grasping at straws but the collection of evidence that he has for this is actually really kind of compelling now if one of those scenarios happens whether it's the yuzon vong or the ricottons or it's something else entirely something that happened with the yuzon vong could be somewhat instructive for what we might see in the rest of the Ahsoka series. And that's the fact that surviving Imperial remnants teamed up with the New Republic in order to bring down this extra galactic threat from the Yuuzhan Vong. And we're kind of seeing foundations laid for that in the Ahsoka series as well. And we kind of saw it in season three of The Mandalorian too. So that guy, Min Weaver, who turns out to be a jerk working for Morgan Elspeth on the sly, talked about how you know, members of the empire have been absorbed into pretty much every level of the new republic government and organizations and how you know the shipyards there couldn't be running without ex-imperials but he says oh yeah you know like they only care about money like they don't care about politics they're too busy you know doing grunt work basically and that's you know, on the one hand, a very short-sighted view of what workers might be like, number one. And number two, it's also just meant to deflect from the possibility that he is really working for the Imperial Remnant in some fashion. The point being, Min Weaver does have a really great line about how an empire doesn't just become a new republic overnight, that all of these ex-imperials had to be employed. And we've seen conversations about what happens to imperials 
in New Republic times, whether it was in The Mandalorian, seeing the Amnesty program, or whether it was Alphabet Squadron, the novels by Alexander Freed, and how they're dealing with ex-imperials and how some ex-imperials are trying to protect other former imperials. But they are kind of laying the groundwork for the possibility that some imperials might unite with the New Republic against a larger and greater threat that could wipe them both out. And wouldn't it be insane to see a Grand Admiral Thrawn, General Harrison Dula team up in the Star Wars movie that Dave Filoni is working on? The movie, right? Yeah, that would be about as crazy as it gets. So <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about as we are starting to see things unfold. And I'd love to hear what you think is going to happen in the Ahsoka series over the next couple of episodes. So chime in YouTube. Hey, comments are right there. If you're catching the audio version, please head over to the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com and let me know what you think. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.